0: Did you know why the chicken didn't cross the road? It's because they were too busy listening to CJSW 90.9 FM.
1: Is 10.06, and you are tuned into CJSW 90.9 FM. My name is Graham. The program right now is titled That's Classical. This is the contemporary classical music radio program heard every Sunday night from 10 to midnight here on CJSW. We try and take a look at all the different ways that classical music has been exploring um, the sounds that are currently being made in the world, either the sounds that have been influenced by classical music and reworking it or how it can take the music uh, in the world right now and see how it can be manipulated uh, in a good way onto the concert stage, into the CDs, into recordings and into your ears, perhaps through this radio station. One way or another, the music that you'll be listening to this evening is great music uh, to go for a drive or walk or just sit down and let it percolate within your ears to hear something that you've never really potentially contemplated before. Maybe this will be brand new music. Maybe it's something you've heard a thousand times, but every time you hear something, it's always a little bit different. So as I mentioned before, it's CJSW 90.9 FM. We are heard online at CJSW.com. You can listen to this program on the CJSW app or as, in podcast, as a podcast on iTunes. You can also listen to this program in Lethbridge via CKXU 88.3. We started the program with a piece by Marina Vidmonte that was the nymph off of the album 10 Dedications. The NYX trio or Nix Trio, uh, performing that off of their most recent release. And this evening, I've got a special guest in the booth with me. We have Andrea Sione, and she is the artistic director of Spiritus Chamber Choir, um, and they have a really exciting program this coming Sunday, so a week from today, Uh, And she's graciously come into the studio to chat about all things choir. Thanks for coming in.
0: Thanks for having me. It's really great to be here.
1: Yeah. We were talking off mic about the imprint that being the artistic director, the curator uh, has. How did uh, this upcoming concert come to mind?
0: Yeah. So this entire season, we've been exploring music of different sort of concepts and ideologies. So the first concert was of the people, then we had of the heavens. This upcoming concert is music of the earth. And really, I'm using it with our anchor work, The Lost Birds by Christopher Tin, as an opportunity to showcase the way contemporary composers are looking at nature and our relationship with humanity and nature. And it really sort of stemmed from this idea of what is our responsibility as artists to communicate what it is that's going on in the world? And how can we choose and expose our audiences to repertoire that helps us bring those moments to life, that relationship?
1: And what are, um, I think through that, there's a lot of questions for the audience Were there any new answers that you found that you weren't expecting in that process for yourself?
0: I think, so as soon as I heard the piece Lost Birds um, by Christopher Tin, I was really sort of enamored by the concept that he used to create the work. So he actually chose um, poetry by female English poet uh, from sort of the late Victorian era in a stage in a place where in England especially, they were lamenting all of the changes in nature due to the industrialization of that land. Mm. And he chose the works of female poets in particular, I think, to sort of showcase that relationship through the lens of people who had no control over how
1: it happened. Yeah, especially um, because they wouldn't even be necessarily working in the fact... on the ground in the factories and the places that are torn apart is just over there um, with Well, I mean, no authority, especially because it's the 19th century, 18th century.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so then um, Christopher Tin took this, and The Lost Birds is essentially, the subtitle is an extinction elegy. Mm. And it's a song that is trying to bring light to the number of bird species that have gone extinct as a result of all of the things that have happened with regards to industrialization over the last 150 years.
1: Yeah, and do you think... uh, the fact that like why do you think it was a choral piece and not i mean it's choral with uh orchestra um and but why do you think it's a choral piece because lost birds like bird bird song i guess you could say it's the, the voice of the birds however bird songs sound more like woodwinds
0: it's true i mean especially if you think messiaen right yeah of it's, course it's been written <laughs> yeah. Les oiseaux um I, I think the strength of the poetry and the power of the text and the fact that these are poets giving word and giving language mm. to this loss, to this sense of despair and loneliness that yeah. we get when we're separated from nature.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes it can feel like uh, it is another world and it's something that we shouldn't be a apart. Thinking of, whereas now it's it's another world. But we really need to be thinking of um, how does how do you find it relates uh, to the bordering concerts for this year?
0: So um, coming out of music of the people, which was really looking at that line between folk song and art song around the world in different mm-hmm. cultures, really sort of looking back and forward at the same time into our Of the Heavens concert, where we were sort of exploring the way in which composers create that um, celebratory and celestial sort of feel in the repertoire. This one really comes back to where are we? What's our sp- what's our space here on Earth? What is our responsibility here on Earth? Mm. In addition to Lost Birds, we're featuring um, two other fantastic composers, Cheryl C. Upegahem, Uh, We're doing a piece by Cheryl called Nippy, and that is a piece that translates to water. So Cheryl is from northern Alberta. She's Cree Dene, and Nippy is really all about Cheryl experiencing and exploring the water on her land Mm -hmm. up in northern Alberta, um, where she grew up and and where her family has been for for generations.
1: And is it... um so the water on her line, is it a river, is it a lake?
0: You know what? I will, I will encourage all of the listeners to come to our concert and okay. see if they can hear what type of water they hear.
1: Uh, well, perhaps we'll, uh, I was going to say, I found a recording of it. Uh, so awesome. perhaps we'll listen to a version of it here and not only encourage the listeners uh, of the concert this coming Sunday to experience what they experience with Spiritus, but reflect on what it sounds like um, performed off of this album, uh, the Indigenous Meditation Album. Uh, so this is Nippy by Cheryl uh, Sawapagam.
0: So, so pagam yeah.
1: Okay, I miswrote it on my own <laughs> sheet. Okay, there we go, on CJSW 90.9 FM. Oh,
2: Dad. Ota da, ni, yan, ni, da, chi, up in.
1: Nippy of the album Indigenous Meditation Album uh, that you'll be able to hear live uh, should you go to the Spiritus concert this coming Sunday, which I suggest you do. Uh, the uh, concert is at Knox United, and it's a 3 p.m. show. And I am by no means a choir specialist, uh, but Knox United is great acoustics for uh choirs and vocal vocal ensembles in general so uh do check it out i think my favorite choir performance was there and i'm always reluctant to go but whenever it's at next united i always uh like to go there what uh drew you into choral work as you began as a woodwind player
0: yeah, so I've had an interesting transition in my career, um, moving sort of from the world of orchestral and, and band conducting into the universe of choral music. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the most special part of choral music is the fact that we actually have a text, that mm. we're able to give life and convey message um, in such a personal way. Mm-hmm. And, and as such, I also find that in the act of conducting, it's a lot more intimate Because you're really able to use your hands. You're able to shape phrase. Uh, You're able to communicate with your singers in a really honest and authentic way. Mm. Um, When you've got an instrument in your hand, you know you're a percussionist. There is a third element between you and the music. And that's your physical instrument and the Mm -hmm. technique that is required and all of those things. So I really love the immediacy and the intimacy of the choral setting.
1: Yeah. And... I guess not to throw shade at instrumentalists, but I feel in some ways a professional or a highly skilled singer is just that much more skilled because everyone uses their voices from... It's not even like somebody could be, yeah, I played piano since I was three, but you're not spending all day on your instrument, maybe up to eight hours or something, but vocalists, they're always using talking all day uh, and so they there's a there's a different level of skill with a vocalist uh, do you find it difficult to hone in those skills with uh, some of uh your singers
0: you know we're really lucky at spiritus we've got some of the finest choral singers in the city and uh what i what i love about vocalists in particular is that there's so much honesty involved in singing. Mm. You can't hide behind anything because you are your instrument.
1: Exactly, yeah. Uh,
0: And so as such, what I find is that as soon as you get a group of wonderful singers together, Mm -hmm. they create the most amazing blend. There's just sort of this natural synthesis that happens when you put those vocalists all together in a room.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Then the different – each choir is a different choir because of every – human voice has a different tone Um, I would imagine that comes into play into your curating but I don't know. How how big of a percentage does that, really, does that play?
0: It's actually one of my passions in terms of the world of choral directing is vocal placement within an ensemble.
3: Okay. And
0: so even next Sunday at the concert, um, there will be a couple of different formations that we stand in hmm. to create a different blend, to create a different sonic environment, both for the audience and for the singers, because it does create a big impact on the sound that's produced.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not to get too inside baseball, like... Is it like through projection, like um, like different singers will project differently? Is that part of it? Like-
0: part of it is projection. Part of it is vocal weight. Um, okay. There's a whole host of different things. At the end of the day, there's no magic to it. It's just sort of standing in front of the ensemble and just listening and being hmm. really aware of what every individual is producing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay, that must take quite the ear and quite... Uh, quite a length of time training for that Um, do you in your experience with um, wind groups or orchestral groups and conducting some of them uh, do you feel like you can or would do the same thing if you were to conduct uh, a wind group or an orchestral group?
0: So absolutely. When you look at a group like the CPO, I heard them do Bruckner 6 um, mm. just a couple of weeks ago. They have a slightly different setup with the first violins and the second violins flanking the cellos and the violas. Right, yeah. There are different setups and methodologies in terms of the way in which you seat your orchestra as well mm. for very similar effect depending on where you've got those instruments positioned, you're going to be showcasing different aspects of that sonic picture.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, per track, per piece, that can change depending on what you want to highlight.
0: Yeah. And in an orchestra setting, you can also um, bulk up your violin section. So are you doing this work with three desks of first violins or five desks of first violins?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Um, the so we've talked about two of the pieces, um, the um, Nippy and the Lost Birds. Uh, another piece that will be uh, performed on Sunday is Earth Song by Frank To Kelly. Uh, definitely amongst, uh, pardon me, definitely along the lines of this theme. Uh, how did you find this piece and? Uh, why did you select it? I mean, there's probably a host of pieces you could have picked.
0: Yeah, so Frank T. Kelly is originally a band conductor and a mm-hmm. band composer, and this piece is actually near and dear to his heart when you go and you look and see what he's written about it. Um, this is a piece that he wrote entirely text and, and lyric and melody and all, all at once. Mm-hmm. And it really speaks to both... What's Happening Here on Earth, he wrote it actually as a protest song um, against some of the atrocities and and things that were happening in different war-torn countries, Mm. um, right, I think it was around 2006. Oh, okay. And within the work, he not only talks about the earth that is torn open, but he also talks about the power of music and singing in helping us heal and find solace and community within Mm. all of that torn earth
1: interesting um that sounds almost like it should be the closer for sunday i mean i don't have to spoil it um but yeah what a beautiful uh message uh, one that can be well clearly uh interpreted by the audience from the vocalist
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I'll say this. I'll give you a little spoiler alert. The Closer is a piece called Olyasa by a wonderful Montreal artist, Malika Mm. Turlian. And it actually is wordless, and it leaves the interpretation up entirely to the audience and to the listener. And so I actually feel artistically, in terms of the context of this concert, I want to leave that final message up to the individual audience member.
1: Mm, yeah, more more abstract, how, how each uh, individual's personal experience can reflect upon it. That's awesome. Um, well, and a reminder to the listener, we're talking about a performance this coming Sunday, March 3rd at 3 p.m. at Knox United. Uh, tickets are $25 for adults, $20 for seniors, and $10 for students. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for chatting with me this evening uh, I feel like I know a little bit more about choral conducting now uh, and that as always I should take choral music a little more seriously
0: well thanks for having me it <laughs> was really great to meet you and I hope to see you and uh, anybody else who's listening and would like to come and hear a really wonderful concert with some fantastic local musicians
1: yeah absolutely and again uh, the uh, Knox United is a perfect location for choral music, so if this is your first um, foray into uh, choirs and choral music, uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, Spirit Juice is a very uh, skilled choir, and so, yeah, thank you so much. We're going to go out with uh, Frank T. Kelly's Earth Song. Uh, this is by the Halifax uh, Camarada Singers under the direction of Jeff Judry. Hope you all enjoy here on CJSW ninety point nine FM. That was Earth Song by Frank DeKelly, performed by the Halifax Camerata Singers off of the album Music of the Spheres. Well, we're going to move now to a piece by John Mackey. This is Divine Mischief, subtitled Concerto for Clarinet. It is just that. It is a lovely uh, little concerto for clarinet off of the new album Divine Mischief. There are three movements here, a stranger and a game, disappointment, regret, regression, a waltz, and then spellbound. We're going to listen to the Baylor University Wind Ensemble under the direction of J. Eric Wilson with Julian Bliss as the clarinetist. Hope you all enjoy here on CJSW 90.9 FM. Download the CJSW app for Android and iOS. Start listening live right now. was the piece, One Day, performed by a Crash Ensemble. It's a piece by Stephen Shannon. It's off of the Crash Ensemble's album, Reactions, for, uh, as you heard, their electronics, uh, however, also uh, primarily written for trombone and percussion. Prior to that, we heard Divine Mischief, Mischief. I don't know why I keep saying Mischief. Mischief, Divine Mischief. Concerto for Clarinet, A Stranger and a Game is the first movement, followed by Disappointment, Regret, Regression, a Waltz, and then finishing off with Spellbound, a piece by John Mackey and performed on that recording by the Baylor University Wind Ensemble with J. Eric Wilson as the conductor and Julian Bliss as the soloist. Well, we are at the halfway mark here on That's Classical. This is the contemporary classical music radio program heard every Sunday night from 10 to midnight here on CJSW 90.9 FM. We broadcast live from the third floor east side of the McEwen Hall Student Center here at the University of Calgary in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, which happens to be Treaty 7 land. This program is available online at cjsw.com in Lethbridge via CKXU 88.3 on the CJSW app And as an iTunes podcast If you have any questions, comments, concerns Or requests You can feel free to phone or text me Here in the booth 403-220-3991 Well, earlier in the program We were talking about The Lost Birds uh, The piece that Spiritus Will be performing uh, This coming Sunday And I kind of wanted to Play the whole thing uh, for you this evening so you'll listen to it here and get inspired and you'll just want to go listen to the whole piece uh, perform well you'll want to hear it performed live is the is the main attraction. Uh, I find choral work uh, best enjoyed live so if you like what you're about to hear, I do suggest getting your tickets for the Spiritus concert next. Sunday, March 3rd. Um, The movements here are Flocks a mile wide, the saddest noise, bird raptures, a 100,000 birds, wild swans, intermezzo, Thus in the winter there will come soft rains, All that can never be said, I shall not see the shadows, In the end, and hope is the thing with feathers. Votches eight. Performing here with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra with uh, Barnaby Smith running the whole show. Hope you all enjoy here on CJSW 90.9 FM. That was Christopher Tinn's "The Lost Birds," beautiful piece there by um, performed by Voices Eight and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Barnaby Smith running the whole show there. If you enjoyed what you just heard, you can hear it this coming Sunday, March third at three p.m. at Knox United Church. Performed by the Spiritus. Chamber Choir. We have time now for one last track here on That's Classical. We're going to listen to Ella Masson's Falling Embers. This is performed by Claire Edwards off of her album Rhythms of Change. That concert uh, next Sunday $25 for adults 20 for seniors, 10 for students and free for children under the age of 12. Uh, do check it out. Thanks again to Andrea for coming in and chatting all things choir and about all things spiritus. Thanks to my friends in Lethbridge, CKXU88.3. And thank you wherever you might be in the world. Thanks for taking two hours out of your day to go on this sonic adventure with me. Uh, No matter if you've heard any of these pieces before or this might be... The first time you had heard any of these, I think the fact that you are willing to listen to a campus and community radio station, to new sounds, um, speaks volumes about who you are. So thank you, because I think it's a wonderful world to be open to new sounds, new ideas. So... Whatever you might be listening to this coming week, I hope uh, I hope it's fun. I hope it's entertaining, but I also hope that it enlightens you in some way. So, until next time, enjoy Ella Masson and enjoy living outside the lines.
3: CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, CJSW.com on the internet. Hi, I'm John Reed. This is Outside the Lines. Tonight we're going to hear a track from Mike Downs, his new album, bass player from Toronto, The Way In, name of the album. And uh, we'll hear a title called Gratitude and Good Time.